everyone. Welcome back to the Let's Cut Podcast. I've been working a lot on a new project of mine. I'm working on a website and I'm trying to build upon what I just learned on the web development bootcamp that I just entered in back in December 2019 alongside my wife. And we had been uh, pretty much struggling to build something useful. Um, we realized on the job that, um, that basically, um, we do have, uh, incomplete information about what we actually need to know in order to be able to build something useful. Um, for, for instance, let's just say that, um, I'm trying to build this, uh, apparently pretty simple website for it's basically a, a company website a business website uh, mainly and i want to include uh, a block uh, a block into the website so uh, basically uh, the company can actually just post a very simple uh, blog post or or what i would actually consider uh, very simple so the stack that I am actually working on is um, uh, I work in the front end with React uh, JS, which is basically a framework to create these front end devices that I'm going to be using. Um, uh, the entirety of the website is going to be generated by my uh, JavaScript uh, scripts uh, being built for the for the React.js. So the thing is that uh, during the bootcamp training that I went under, um, I found myself working with the basics of HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. Although I already had already um, uh, some knowledge about those three, uh, the truth is that I never actually get my hands on into building something with that. So um, I keep learning on the boot, on, on the bootcamp. And soon enough, I find myself learning about something called a framework, a CSS framework uh, called Bootstrap. So Bootstrap is basically a library or a framework, may I say, um, where you basically get access to a lot of CSS uh, classes that you can actually use to give, um, to make your work easier, may I say especially considering that um, uh, every single website on uh, being built now requires uh, to have some sort of um, responsive design. Uh, what that basically means is that you need your website to accommodate to the size of the screen uh, that is going to be shown off. So basically my website should look uh, just fine on a on on a cell phone on vertical mode and then move uh, up to a tablet and then move up to again into a laptop size uh, uh, screen and so forth so we move into the desktop uh, monitor area where we do have a lot of big uh, monitors today so uh, the website um uh, it's going to be working with that framework because I found it to be uh, really easy to use, implement. Uh, the thing is that I soon realized that uh, I do have a lot of unknowns 
uh, according to web developments, uh, to the development of websites. Uh, and the first one was uh, that eventually on the last part of the bootcamp, we started studying um, the framework called React. Uh, by far, React um, ended up to be the hardest part on the entire bootcamp course. And I was working uh, diligently on it. Um, I was studying a lot of, of, of React. And soon enough, I decided, you know what? Uh, I suppose that I am, um, I should be working with uh, the previous technologies, for example, Bootstrap. So I tried to implement Bootstrap um, and include the Bootstrap classes uh, from uh, React using something called uh, the class name attribute on React. So uh, while I was working on that, I realized that uh, uh, it, it requires some uh, work on my part to be able to implement the right classes. And I soon realized that uh, I really need to study harder on the bootstrap end of things. Uh, because the examples that I was provided during the course were very specific and very simple to manage. Yet for a, a real project, I need to really understand how Bootstrap works, especially on the container fluid and container classes um, and the column distribution system. And there are a lot of utility classes now on Bootstrap 4 that allows me to modify margins and padding from specific uh, elements without the need of myself uh, creating selectors on, on a separate CSS file and so forth. So my real problem came out yesterday when I was working on that and I found myself uh, struggling to find out why um, a carousel uh, uh, example that I was trying to implement wasn't uh, working right. So it seems to be working just fine on a static website. So probably uh, I need to do something else on React. So I went back to Googling about problems with carousels uh, on React. And I soon find out that React.js and Bootstrap 4 uh, they do compete for the attention of the JavaScript uh, dependencies, especially with jQuery, which is used by Bootstrap to create the animations for the actual carousel and for managing other elements, just like um, the navigation bar. Uh, the navigation bar does collapse when you are confronted with uh, smaller screens. So when the collapsing happens, uh, on the CSS side of things, everything seems to be working. But if you try to click on the um, on the mobile menu, the mobile menu does not work. So that's a, a, a really big problem for me. Um, so I decide to Google that, and basically after uh, a couple of hours of looking for a, for an answer, uh, <laughs> I realized that. Um, uh, jQuery and, and Bootstrap JS uh, are not compatible with React. So, uh, according for for what I gather, um, the the way that React JS works 
it enters in direct conflict with jQuery and Bootstrap JS itself. So uh, I found that there is this uh, framework uh, developed for React and it's called um, React Bootstrap, I think it's called, which is basically uh, a, a rewritten version of, of Bootstrap uh, not made necessarily with CSS in mind, uh, but created in the shape of a framework that actually gives me access to React components. Um, I've been working with React components. I've been written a lot of components with, uh, for React uh, according to the instructions given to my, uh, f- uh, for myself on on the on the bootcamp course, and I was able to create uh, components, to export them to other components, to include them inside other components, uh, which is basically exporting and importing components uh, among themselves, and everything is being nice. Um, I was able to create components that receive properties um, whenever they are needed to to render uh, a particular component due to especially states and hooks for React, uh, but never mind, I'm digressing, I guess. So getting back into track, uh, what I'm trying to say is that uh, I'm no stranger to how React works. Uh, never mind that, I soon discover after watching uh, and reading some of the examples on, on the Bootstrap React uh, library documentation, I soon realized that uh, there are things that I just didn't know um, it, uh, of, of their existence. For example, um, I didn't realize actually that all the components that I was actually building or writing uh, didn't include a closing tag. All of my components were basically, they were working as self-contained components with a single tag. So basically I just, if I decide to create uh, an image component, this component will open and close itself on a single tag. Uh, a closing tag was not required and reading through the documentation for Bootstrap React, I realized that many of those components that came from the library, from the Bootstrap library that is, uh, they do use uh, an opening tag and a closing tag. And on the opening tag, I am able to send them information about, you know what, uh, maybe I need some uh, variation for this. So there is a variation uh, property for the current um, for the current tag, and I was able to work with that. and uh, And I said, okay, I don't know how to implement a closing tag for my components, uh, yet I suppose that um, I will be able to just write a closing tag and it actually seems to render correctly. Uh, yet again, I do not know how to implement the the obvious um, uh, consequence of that of, you know what, now that I do have a closing tag for my customized component, I may like to know what are the implications for the nested items inside that um, that uh, React customized component. Uh, And what I mean is that, you know what, if I decide to create my own version of a div or whatever other component, I may like to be able to address anything inside um, 
that component uh, if it's test nested. So I do not know uh, what are the mechanics for that. I guess I need to maybe research a, a, a React only course maybe. And another thing that I um, uh, learned very quickly is that a lot of the Bootstrap uh, React framework uh, components, uh, they are using this uh, dot notation inside the the, the tag name. Uh, for example, if you have a if you um, if you have a uh, a component. I don't remember the name really. Uh, but there are a lot of components that the actual name of the component itself is followed by a period. And after the period, there is, uh, uh, after the dot, it's basically just uh, like, uh, I recognize some of the, of the attributes, uh, which are basically, um, for example, uh, you open the line with greater than, then the name of the component. Immediately after, no spaces, uh, that's being followed by a period or a dot. And after the dot, uh, I see the name of a property. Uh, I don't have an example right now. Uh, but let's just say that I do have a, a component name, uh, app, for example. And after the app word, there is a, a, a dot. And after that, I do have something uh, just like a property one, for example. And then the closing uh, lesser than um, symbol just to close the tag, um, and the not the dot notation is being used on JavaScript uh, to refer to the values of certain uh, uh, key or certain keys inside objects for JavaScript. So I do ignore uh, how do I implement that on my custom on my own custom uh, elements or components, uh, but I see that this library use them a lot. So those are the main, the two main things that I ignore. Uh, the first one will be how to uh, use properly the nested, um, the nested items inside my own uh, custom uh, components for React. And the second one is to how do I implement the dot notation for my custom uh, my custom components on React. Uh, on the other side, well, it's not it doesn't seem to be such a big problem with um, with Bootstrap because if there is already uh, a framework written for React, um, then that will allow me to work with Bootstrap uh, just as uh, external components for React, then I guess uh, it's not going to be such a big deal anyway. So my wife is already um, struggling with React. Seems like uh, we both share our struggles here because uh, React seems to be a way bigger um, subject to tackle. Um, and, and never mind all the other things like the Node.js section of the course which uh, basically includes how to create a lot of the mechanisms that are required, for example, how to create a RAISful API, how to create auto authentication, and the different levels of authentication to be applied, uh, how to encrypt and decrypt information, um, and basically how to use external authentication systems, like the one on Google or Facebook or Twitter, and uh, a simple, uh, at, at what may seem like a simple website, 
may actually become a lot of work, uh, no matter how simple you think it's going to be. So uh, I'm realizing that I grossly um, underestimated the amount of work and effort and knowledge that is going to be required to just build a, a, a blog site, a blog website. or a So never mind that, I guess. Uh, I've been working a lot. I've been uh, pushing hard and learning a lot. And now I'm building something that not many people uh, are willing to actually learn to do. Uh, so this this is hard work. And it is, it is really difficult work so far. Uh, however, there is a lot of frameworks out there that uh, simplify the job and I'm planning on using them. The first one is going to be the Bootstrap framework for React, JS, and and I, I guess I should be thinking into implementing database storage that's um, with React. Um, I guess that if I just work with MongoDB, it's going to be just fine because I already know how to work with Mongo. Uh, I haven't learned how to work with SQL databases, and those are the relational databases. During my, uh, during the bootcamp course, uh, we were mentioned the, uh, the SQL databases, uh, on a section. However, uh, 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 all the exercises were made into a website, and this website is basically just running SQL sentences. And, uh, so, so we didn't, we didn't install a local version of any database engine. Um, so the teacher just skipped that part. And I guess that since, uh, just choosing a, a, a database engine is going to be hard and installing it is going to be even harder. And maybe there are not, uh, great options to host database, uh, relational database that is, uh, for free. Uh, I guess that she just decided to simplify uh, the learning process for us and just decided to, you know what, let's just uh, work with this online uh, SQL database emulator and, and call it a day. Um, and, and I accept that, I guess. Uh, I accept I that responsibility. But the thing is that after learning uh, SQL databases, and I've been working as a database administrator myself, for quite some time, more than 11 years now. Uh, the thing is that, you know what? Uh, now, how do I connect to a SQL relational database from my Node.js app, uh, let alone a React.js uh, app? So uh, that's uh, an omission that uh, the course didn't cover. And perhaps it's going to be so hard to actually do that the teacher just skip it completely and left that outside the course for some reason. Uh, my guess is that it's so hard to accomplish that she didn't even bother doing it. So, and you know what? Just work with MongoDB anyway. So who cares about relational databases, right? So, uh, I guess that's going to be uh, a work that I'm going to be doing on my own. Uh, I didn't find a, a specific course dedicated for that on Udemy, so maybe I need to dig deeper. And I have to say that although Amazon Web Services is pretty much uh, the industry standard, um, 
their knowledge base needs some uh, <laughs> some work there because uh, sharing knowledge about how to properly mount um, those uh, databases. Uh, I mean, if you require, um, if you are requiring to have uh, uh, a certification just to be able to host a database, uh, maybe they need to simplify things. Uh, my experience on other cloud services has been way simpler than Amazon's. So um, I, I am uh, considering moving into the Google Cloud uh, side of things, maybe. Uh, especially because my projects are not supposed to be global at all, maybe. Uh, I'm working with uh, local websites, uh, not even in my own country. Uh, I even more focus on my city on my current city for local businesses. So those websites I'm working on are not going to be uh, probably uh, uh, my my audience for those websites are not going to be worldwide. So perhaps I'm not going to require uh, a CDN system, uh, a content delivery uh, system worldwide. So maybe I'm not going to be dealing with that kind of a scale at this time even if the project seems to be successful. So local businesses means uh, local access websites anyway. So uh, I guess um, that's all for today's episode. Uh, I'm going to be working on um, my, the, software deli- uh, the software development side of things here. That's why I'm not being recording this uh, as often as before. It seems like freelancing my 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 uh, my way out of poverty uh, is actually requiring way a lot more time uh, for me, and is taking on other things that I used to do. Uh, but I guess that uh, since all the riches are going to land upon myself eventually, I guess it's worth the time I'm investing right now. Uh, but who knows? Let let's just see what happens. Uh, I'm going to be recording a secondary podcast. Uh, with a, a name, uh, nameless, uh, still, is still nameless. I haven't decided on, upon a name yet. I'm going to be recording that, um, podcast is going to be basically, uh, on the same thing, uh, I'm talking here, uh, but on a different language. I'm going to be talking on, in, in Spanish there, alongside my wife, and we both are going to be, um, recording that, uh, together. So that's basically it, I guess. I'm going to be producing um, two different podcasts, and seems like uh, it's quite it's way easier to record a podcast than to produce a video for YouTube um, that requires any kind of of editing anyway. So, uh, well, I guess that's all for today. Thank you for listening, and have a, have a nice day. So, see ya.